This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 4th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. There were high hopes for some kind of sentencing reform on Capitol Hill this year. Those hopes included reduction or elimination of many mandatory minimums and the addition of a default so-called mens rea requirement. Advocates for sentencing reform like Greg Newburn of Families Against Mandatory Minimums say their focus is now shifting to reform efforts in 2017. Sentencing reform essentially died on Capitol Hill. What does that actually mean? Well, it means that no bill will pass this year, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that no bill will not pass ever. Uh, the Congress is, has basically said that the time has run out for the, the criminal justice package that was pending in both the House and the Senate. So we don't expect uh, either chamber to bring it up for a vote this year. Uh, so it is effectively dead uh, at the federal level this year. And what was on the table uh, the particular piece of legislation that was on the table was the uh, less robust version of sentencing reform that had been offered. Several types of sentencing reform uh, have been offered through the years. Uh, we had the Smarter Sentencing Act from Senator Cruz. We had the uh, Justice Safety Valve Act from Senator Paul. We had uh, Representative Sensenbrenner's Safe Justice Act. Uh, and then now this one, of course, which was the, a compromise that, that um, was, was hammered out in the House and the Senate. And, and this one, as you might imagine, was uh, considerably less aggressive and, and less comprehensive than some of the previous ones, um, which tends to happen uh, when, you're, when you're writing legislation and you're going through the compromises and trying to take into account everybody's different interests. Um, bills that were once more comprehensive and much more aggressive uh, and that covered more uh, of the relevant items become a little bit more watered down, more moderate. Uh, they slow down the process, and I think that's what happened here. What were the big sticking points for uh, between the House and Senate and between Republicans and Democrats? One of the big sticking points between Republicans and Democrats was the concept of the mens rea reform, the criminal intent reform. Uh, this is something that a lot of Republicans really wanted, and 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 many of the Democrats as well, but some of the Democrats um, went out of their way to, to block that provision. Uh, basically, the idea is we have thousands of regulatory offenses uh, of, of which folks can run afoul without ever intending it. And those come with criminal penalties. And the reform was essentially saying, if you do this and you don't know you're doing it, if you don't intend to break the law when you engage in some behavior, then you shouldn't be punished for it. Um, and this is somehow controversial uh, among some of the folks on Capitol Hill. And that was a, a big sticking point that stopped the bill moving early on. On the other side, uh, one of the sticking points was the mandatory minimum issue, uh, particularly with, with drug offenses. Some of the members thought that uh, the sentencing reforms in the package were, were too aggressive, that, that would let too many people out, uh, and they, they targeted the wrong categories of offenders. Uh, we obviously think that this is wrong on, on each level, but that was one of the sticking points. In terms of prospects for the next Congress, uh, Hillary Clinton obviously has laid out her uh, bare bones plan for uh, sentencing reform that she would like to see, criminal justice reform more broadly, I suppose. Um, but what are the hopes for the next Congress to take this up again? You know, I think a lot of the times we tend to miss the forest for the trees, especially when it comes to criminal justice reform. The idea that a, a good sentencing reform bill that targeted drug trafficking, drug offenses, people who are already in federal prison, 
uh, in an election year. That would have been unheard of just a few years ago. And just because this particular package died doesn't mean that we shouldn't be optimistic about uh, where this reform effort is going to go, I think, even in the near term. If you take a look at where we are, uh, I think that there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. Some of the other bills that have been uh, introduced in the last couple of years have wide bipartisan support. Uh, the, the the Smarter Sentencing Act has dozens of co-sponsors on the right and the left. The Safe Justice Act, which was FAM's favorite, had 61 co-sponsors. Uh, you know, we on, again on the right and the left, and and sponsors of the bill that that died were reasonably certain. Uh, and said so publicly that that if this bill had reached a vote in the House and Senate, that it would have passed overwhelmingly. And again, this is not a place that we would have found ourselves even just a few years ago, uh, that if these bills had gotten to the floor, they would have passed in an election year. Uh, so there's a lot of reason to be optimistic, and, and we certainly um, are hopeful that when we go back to the drawing board that we can get a, a good bill, a better bill, a more comprehensive bill, and get it to the president's desk. Greg Newbern is Director of State Policy for Families Against Mandatory Minimums. We spoke at the State Policy Network's annual meeting in Nashville this week. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.